Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello and welcome to episode 136. We thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you also to Pet Sitters Associates, Texas Pet Sitters Conference, and our amazing patrons for supporting the show. If you would like to be a patron for, by supporting us with a cup of coffee each month, the price of a cup of coffee each or, month. Or a literal cup of coffee. I'll take that. <laughs> I do not drink coffee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but with the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can go to PetSitterConfessional.com slash support. If you aren't already registered, we wanted to let you know about the Texas Pet Sitters Conference. It's coming up February 19th through the 21st of 2021. It's a packed conference, three days, with some really awesome speakers. Attending is free, but there is also a paid tier that gets you a swag box, networking opportunities, and to be a founding member of their Texas Pet Sitters Association. You do not have to be a Texas resident to go to this conference. It is online, so it's free. And sign up at txpetsitters.com. We hope to see you there. So today's topic is dwelling versus doing in your business. Now, uh, we listened to Gary V, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk. Yep. Uh, Okay, well, I guess... You listen to him a lot more than I do. Uh, You've recently started listening to him as well. I've got on the Chuck Wagon. Is that what they call it? Oh, geez. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, I was recently listening to one of his talks that he was giving, and he threw out this phrase that uh, we wanted to spend some time expanding on because it, it really struck a chord with me. He said this phrase, in business, we need to be doing instead of dwelling. And the reason we wanted to cover this topic is because 2020 has really been a year where there has been a lot of action and work being done in our business and on ourselves. But there's also been a lot of planning for the future and planning for the next step or or just for tomorrow. Well, and probably this year, for many of us, it's been more planning than actually working. Right. There's been a lot of strategizing and a lot of planning for things to come. And then personally, um, we've found ourselves in this planning stage, in this dwelling part of our business, spending a lot of time thinking about our business, but not necessarily doing much with those plans. So knowing when to pull the trigger and when to actually implement the things can be the hardest and sometimes the scariest part as well. This topic is really something we wanted to talk about because we need to hear it. (laughs) Kind of just like the self-care episode. We wanted to do that to go back and reference for not only you, but for us as well. And this is kind of the same thing. We want to discuss it for us and our business and for your businesses. We need to be reminded to stop dwelling and to start doing. A really simple example of this is when you make content. Now, you may feel like you, you're not a content creator, but if you have an Instagram, if you have a Facebook page that you are active on, you are creating content. You're creating these posts, whether it's to promote a sale, uh, you're highlighting a daily walk with a client that you find really special, or maybe it's an infographic that you've created or that you're sharing to help inform clients about a topic that you're passionate about. There's this old saying, Done is better than perfect. And it really, really applies to this. And I feel this very deeply to just stop overthinking that and post the content. Don't dwell on whether other people are going to think of it or whether you've made a mistake or not. Again, 
post it, and then move on because that's when the learning can actually happen from that experience. Well, and a lot of times people will apply that to social media, which is what you just did. But it could be the same thing if you're making a flyer and you want to post it in your on your community bulletin boards in the, the rec center or a vet office or the dog park, wherever. This can be applied not only to the digital space, but the physical world as well. Right. And one step further in this, it's also applying it to just how we run and operate our businesses. We have big decisions to make. We have plans that we want to start putting into motion for and on our business, which can, at least from from our vantage point, at many times feel like there's much higher stakes than creating a flyer or posting something to social media. In the context of business, sometimes we have to, you know, beyond just content producing, we we do the market research, we pull our clients, but at the end of the day, you just have to do it. You can't sit there and dwell and think, oh, maybe and hem and haw. At the end of the day, you have to do it. Dwelling doesn't really get you anywhere. Well, but say you're a dog walker and you want to offer adventure walks. That's been a huge thing that many of us have pivoted to as we've looked across what's happening to our businesses. You do need to do this background research, poll your clients and ask if they would be interested in this service. If you're only doing it because you currently don't have any midday dog walks and you need the money, but you don't really want to be doing it, that's not a really good reason. You definitely have to poll your clients because you don't want to start something that you aren't passionate about and just because you need the money for that for that time. Okay, so how do you know when it's time to pull the trigger and do it? Is it when three people tell you? Is it when five people tell you? One person, 20 people? What is it? Plan, do your due diligence, and then do. And that question is always the sticking point for this. We can plan all we want. We can do all of this planning, all of this strategizing, but not understand when we need to pull that trigger and actually start doing. And that's where that scary part comes in. Uh, there's a, a guy that I really like to follow, and I follow him for a long time. His name is Merlin Mann, and he had this— He sounds like a magician. <laughs> I know. His name actually is Merlin Mann. It's his real name. <laughs> and he, he, he does this, he, he does this pr- uh, productivity coaching, and, and he had this segment where he was talking about, what couldn't you do this week? What couldn't you ship this week? And why? Why didn't you? And what he's getting at there is that at some point, we run out of excuses for not being able to do something. You're either going to do it or not. And so part of this dwelling process is the research, is crunching the numbers. And you may find that your plan just isn't going to work. And that's awesome. That's wonderful. That's why the dwelling portion exist is to see whether it's feasible or not. The important part here is is to move out of the dwelling phase and into either doing something or moving on to something else. So the problem with the dwelling phase is that that's where we become really comfortable and we don't want to get out of it. Well, and this isn't really a motivational kind of talk, like a woo-woo talk. You know, from a business <laughs> perspective, you just have to pull that trigger. Do your due diligence, plan and then execute. But when do you know how to pull the trigger? When you feel comfortable? But some people are never going to feel comfortable doing it. I know you kind of have that sometimes. (laughs) I really struggle with that. Absolutely. I love sitting down and thinking and planning, daydreaming about all of the what ifs. But when it actually comes time to do it and walk that path and commit myself to doing it, 
I, I, I retreat immediately and I, I want to go and I want to go do something else and just leave all those plans there. A lot of times, yeah, the action step is very hard because when you are branching out and you're doing something new, it's the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. What if it fails? What if it doesn't work? You do have to be okay with something failing. At some point in your life, you are going to fail at something, I guess, unless you're the queen, but the queen is not listening to this. So <laughs> Unless you are, and then reach out and let yeah. us know. Feedback at Pet Center confessional.com. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When you get scared in that instance and you're afraid to take that next step, that's when the dwelling phase becomes more permanent because we sit there and we try and make sure that our plan is absolutely perfect and absolutely airtight. I know I still sit there and go, oh, if I just think about it a little bit more, if I just plan it a little bit more, I'll, I'll look for the right opportunity. And then we dwell and dwell and dwell and never move on from that. We did this a little bit earlier this year, thinking, you know, if we would have actually pulled the trigger on this and started what we are doing right now two years ago, how much further along we would have been. And it just would have been a game changer, and 2020 would have looked a lot better. You know, we dwelled for two years on changing up our services and our pricing. I even dwelled for three months on our new logo, which... Boy, that was fun. <laughs> we need to do an episode on that <laughs> soon. I think I think the waters have cooled enough on that one. I don't know. <laughs> but it's really important here to caveat this conversation and not go out and just do to do. You you have to think and put in the effort, consider the impacts and the reasons as to why you're doing something. It's all about finding that balance at the end of the day between dwelling and doing. We cannot rush the dwelling, but the tricky part about the dwelling is that we can get comfortable and we don't want to move on. It feels so good to just plan, 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 and then the execute is like, well, I don't want to do that because it's foreign, it's unknown, it's scary. Some examples of this are, do you hire? You can plan out all the processes, the interview questions, the pay rate, the training, the first month of onboarding. You can do all of that and you should do all of that. But that's the processing of the problem. You are working through that. But at some point, you have to then do. You have to start that process of hiring and do it. There's no magic number or crystal ball to tell you when to switch from dwelling to doing because everyone's business is unique. Everyone's personality is unique of things they can and can't handle. And that can be the the dwelling to doing can be very, very frustrating at times. You know your business best and the goals that you have for your business and your personal life. So it's a question really only you can answer. If it's adding a new service or a new area or new rates, you should spend time planning that out. But we can get so caught up in the dwelling that we forget <laughs> to do the doing of the business. Why in business is it so hard to do the do? And that's not a, a promotion for Mountain Dew, I just realized. <laughs> oh, I was thinking poop. Poop. <laughs> Doo-doo. Oh, do do the do do, or pet sitters, pet sitters, or, or and Mountain Dew drinkers. Yeah. I guess okay. No. okay, it is it is very hard. It is hard. At least I know for me. For me, as I've said, it's easier to sit there and futz on Vist- Vistaprint for three hours, moving things around on a ridiculous business card, than actually clicking the buy button. Because for that, that step is permanent in my mind. In the grand scheme of things, it's only twenty four dollars. 
But the weight of that decision feels big to me, even though it's not. So it's about perspective. You know, I can always buy more cards, but I'm not going to get that time back. But it just depends on, on what you are wanting for your business and what your goals are. You can always choose to not offer a particular service. If you start a new service and you no longer like it or don't want to provide it anymore, there's nothing that is so finite that you can't change it. But it's really a mental block for a lot of people because it's the, I feel like I'm really committed to this and I don't want people to think bad of me for backing out. Or it could be, I can't back out because I already told my clients or I can't back out because I already sent out the flyers or whatever the the reasoning is. You start getting into that sunk cost fallacy of, well, I've already dwelled on this for so long, so I have to now do it. Well, no, you don't. Right. The tr- you, you can back out. Yeah, the truth is, the person that you are saying no to in that case is yourself. You're having to back out, quote, back out on yourself. And the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you call the shots. You can make changes as you see fit. But on the other side of that coin, that's also the really scary part is that you are the one calling the shots. You are the one making the changes. Dwelling is comfortable because it can all be up in our heads and no one else knows about it. We don't have to get judged or ridiculed or critiqued. Dwelling is a lot safer than doing. Before we continue, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that can really help your business. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at Pet at LLC.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and use the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off today. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. So the question we keep circling around here is, when do you know it's time to do something? When do I make that leap? When do I actually start to do the doing? I've already done the dwelling, but when do I, at that personal level, actually take that step? Well, it's a very unsatisfactory answer of it depends. It's very hard to commit to something sometimes because I feel like if I dwelled on it a little bit longer, it would be better. Or if I dwelled on it a little bit longer, I'd know some more. But what you are missing out on is the, quote, in the wild testing and feedback that you are going to get. So the scary part of it no longer being in your head That's so crucial in the process. You are missing out on actually working the processes you spent so much time working out in your head and seeing how that fits into your schedule. You are missing out on experiencing the fruits of your planning. That's what the doing does. That really scary part of pressing that go button gets you the experience of what you've been thinking about. Pressing the post button on Instagram means you are going to be experiencing what you created. And that can be really scary. You know, what if I misspelled flashback? I've never misspelled flashback in my entire life. Not calling anyone out. (laughs) (laughs) Or or what if I misspelled the word walking? Or what if I get negative feedback? I know a lot of people carry that around of what if somebody doesn't like me or what if they don't like this thing that I created that I took time and and energy and, and poured myself into? What if they don't like it? Well, you are preemptively withholding and missing that learning experience from yourself. 
The experience is what gets you through the growing and the learning. And if all you do is dwell and cerebrally think that through things that are hypothetical and may not actually come to fruition, your business is not growing because it's not experiencing what you are thinking about. You, as the captain of the ship, you have all of these thoughts in your head. And at some point, you do need to implement them to further your business, to further your self at your personal level. So when do you do these certain things? Well, it depends on the action that you're trying to get done. Are you trying to hire? If you don't have enough revenue to pay the person, it's probably not a good time. You know, they do say not to hire when you're slammed and maxed out. So again, it comes purely down to comfort level. But that's what I had just said earlier of when you are comfortable is is that when you do the do, but you had said, well, you may never be comfortable. So that doesn't really answer the question. Well, that's because there is no one answer to the question. It's it's like, you know, do you when do you have a baby? Well, technically there's no perfect time to have a baby. You can feel like you want to, and maybe you'll have one when you're financially stable, but what does that mean? That metric is different for everyone, and that's the really important part of this. When we talk about transitioning from dwelling to doing, from planning to implementing, that transition point, that key point in getting you from stage one to stage two, that is different and unique for every single one of us. And it takes time for us to do some introspection and think about what that is and how it aligns with our goals and our purposes that we have. Well, and that's a good point. I guess that is why you have to have concrete goals and Mm -hmm. a plan and you have to know your numbers. I know everybody talks about that all the time, but you have to. But your numbers only can get you so far and they can only tell you so much. Right. But that's unfortunately where the dwelling can come in, This the the, the negative side of dwelling, of where we start going, well, if, if I just made one extra dollar, I would be closer to hiring. I'd be more comfortable for hiring. And I know you said it earlier, but this is not a uh, a, a take, you know, go out there and take a leap of faith in your business and blah, blah, blah. This is, we're trying to be as practical as we can here. If you have an idea, plan it out, think about it, and then try it because failure is not a bad thing. And that's why I personally, I don't like to try new things because I don't like failure. I don't like doing things I'm not 100% sure that I'll be good at immediately, which which it makes me very uncomfortable. And I know I know it's absolutely ridiculous because obviously I wasn't born being good at anything. And some people have natural gifts and natural abilities, which you grow and you learn from the experiences as you try them out. And the only way that I will ever discover these capabilities is by trying new things out. Right. That's why we encourage our kids to try new fruits and vegetables, try new activities and sports and learning methodologies and reading different books because you cast your net broad. And in business, that can be scary because you need to have a focus on your business and you don't want to get too wayward. Like you have to have some kind of plan and goals for where you want to be and where you want to go. But as a business owner, if you aren't trying new things, just from a personal perspective, you are not growing and learning more about yourself. And what we're talking about here, this is not a, well, I was a dog walker and now I make pepper grinders. No, we're, we're just talking about things like changing up your services, pricing, your intake forms, whether to hire or not these business boots on the ground kind of decisions. Because when we are doing new things in our business, we are actually learning where we should be spending and investing your time. 
We are learning what our customers and our clients need, and we are learning new things that aren't just for ourselves, but for the people that work for us and the people that are around us in our business. Doing is what gets stuff done, obviously. And it's in doing that we feel as though we get committed to things. But as we've said, it is so important to not get so committed to something that we can't give it up if it doesn't work. So again, the planning process is essential to success and the execution of a plan. We have to do the planning to research the background and understand as much as we can about what we're trying to accomplish. But ultimately, there will come a time when you have to move forward and start doing that work. And some things will fail, yes. And as business owners, we have to be okay with that. We have learned a new way to not do something. So Thomas Edison was interviewed one time of, he was asked, how did it feel to fail 1,000 times? And Edison replied, I didn't fail a 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. Great success is built on failure, frustration, even catastrophe. So if you took the past eight-ish months of COVID and started something new and planned something out and wanted to try different services. Let us know how that's working. Have you made the jump to trying something new or are you still in the planning phase? Do you want to execute something and are kind of nervous about it? Exactly. Let us know how you know when it's time to move from dwelling into doing and whether it's time to start doing the work and things that you've tried out. We, we would love to hear from you and we'd love to hear how you've overcome any fears that you've had in this process in switching from dwelling versus doing. You can send those to feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. You can also call us. We'd love to, to hear from you. Yeah, we haven't gotten any voicemails in a while, so we'd love to hear some. 636-364-8260. Or you can find us on social media at Pet Sitter Confessional. Natasha is back with another answer to the question of how do I keep implementing the lessons I learned from COVID moving forward? One of the good things that came out of COVID was people adapted, right? They became loose and flexible as business operators. How do we maintain that moving forward, that mindset? It's one of those scenarios like you never forget, right? COVID is going to be that time in our lifetime that we never forgot. For instance, me right now, I have a passport. I probably have about 20 stamps in there, but I need 50 now, okay? COVID made me realize that something could get taken away from me that I once had the luxury and the privilege that I no longer have. So whenever we find a cure, I need to stamp 150. I need to stamp more. So in order to just remember, like, don't forget where we were, but make your business so bulletproof that you can survive a pandemic now. And a lot of people know like this about me. I don't feel that the pandemic was any different than a bad business decision where you, you know, lost income or lost cash. It It's all the same stuff. Things are going to happen in your business that's going to make you have to adjust and it's going to have to make you get flexible. So what's your cash flow looking like? Do you have an eight months emergency savings? Do you have, you know, systems in place for your staff? Do you have protections in place? It was never COVID. And I think that's what people get misunderstood. It wasn't the pandemic that hurt the business. It was that we weren't prepared for disaster at all is what hurt the business. Which is kind of a hard pill to swallow to realize like, okay, if I would have had this eight month savings or six month savings in place, what position would I have been in? How would I have reacted? What decisions would I have made? But okay, that's in the past now. Now, as you said, don't make that same mistake twice and start acting differently so you're in a better position 
for the next time something crazy happens. Absolutely. It's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I've been in business for five years and it's almost like a blessing to me because I'm like, well, thank God I got this happening to me at five years, not 20 years when I was already way too comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like, look at the bright side of everything negative. Anything that could be seen as a negative, you can also equally see it as a positive. And what I really enjoy seeing in our community is that people really try to see their worth. Like, okay, I'm not doing that service anymore. I'm not breaking my back anymore. I'm not saying yes when I should have said no. They just start to get real, real clear on expectations of like, okay, at any point, I need to be thinking about my life also. You know, I have a business, but I'm also a person. So am I taking care of myself as a person to make sure I am in my most healthy state to withstand anything that could come my way? And I really saw that happening a lot, which I really enjoyed because, again, burnout and, you know, saying yes, 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 yes all the time and doing things that we really shouldn't be doing. It really made us slow down and take a deep look into what really what we needed to see before this happened. Natasha not only owns her own pet business, but she coaches other pet business owners as well. And if you would like her to be your personal pet business coach, you can go to startscalesale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off any of her coaching. We would like to thank Pet Sitters Associates, Texas Pet Sitters, and our wonderful Patreons for making this week's show possible and allowing us to have these kind of discussions, do the kind of interviews that we're able to do and produce the content that we are so enjoying producing every single week. And thank you for taking the time. We are so grateful. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks.